the people who can pivot their identity the fastest go the furthest in life. Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I am your host, Donald Miller. Today we have on the show Amy Porterfield. You know Amy Porterfield from her book, Two Weeks Notice. We've had her on the show before. She is backed by popular demand. And today we're going to talk specifically about how to either pivot your career to create an online platform and an online course or how to add online material and online products really to your existing business model. There is so much money to be made online and you can influence so many lives online. It's just a great place to go in your business. And nobody, I don't think anybody really knows more about that than Amy Porterfield. She is the queen of creating online courses. And so we're gonna have a great conversation with Amy today. If you have thought about adding an online element to whatever it is that you're doing, this episode is going to prepare you to do that. Hey, it's podcast producer Bobby Richards. And did you know that HubSpot launched an AI chatbot that helps you build awesome campaigns at scale with just a few prompts? They did. And it's called Campaign Assistant. And it's a totally free to use AI tool that will transform the way you build marketing campaigns at scale. And here's the best part. It works seamlessly with all of HubSpot's marketing and sales tools to scale your output across email, social, and more. So AI your way to your most effective campaigns yet at HubSpot.com slash campaign assistant. Amy Porterfield, it is so fantastic to have you back on the podcast. Well, hey there, Don. Thanks for having me. You are arguably the world's leading expert on digital marketing, especially as it relates to creating digital courses, digital content, and kind of pivoting your career a little bit, going online with your business or becoming a thought leader. You've helped tons of people do this. So we thought we would just ask our audience, do you have any questions for Amy? And you and I are just going to take some questions. Bobby, our producer, is uh, going to chime in today and read us some of those questions. Does that sound like a good format for you? That sounds fun. I love taking the questions from our community, the people that really want to know. And so, and last time you and I, we had such great like back and forth banter about just all things online marketing. So I'm looking forward to this. Let's okay. Do it. I'll try to chime in too, but you okay. are clearly the expert. Bobby, we have a lot of listeners who've called in and, and left their questions. Did you get some good ones? Oh, we got some great ones. I've got them all right here. You want to jump right into them? I'm ready. Okay, Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Don, oh. Amy, here we go. Caleb is a, a entrepreneur. I'm assuming that means he wants to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> and he's out in Texas in Austin. And this is what he, uh, this is what Caleb's asking. I'm kind of just testing the entrepreneurial waters. Is there any tips that you have on where to start with online marketing without drowning? Ooh. Mm. Okay, I'm loving this. All right, so he's probably leaving his his day job. He wants to leave his day job and yeah. he wants to make money online. That was what where I was going. Like my first thought was start a side hustle. Let's not yeah. like jump all into it. One of the biggest mistakes I see a lot of people make is they quit their nine to five job a little too early and then they do start drowning and then they get in their head and they think, I'm not cut out to do this. I'm not meant to be an entrepreneur. Right. And that's, right? yeah, that's kind of like jumping into the deep end and not being able to swim saying, I'm not yes. a swimmer. You got to learn. There's, there's a, learn. a few things to learn. What do you think of this, Amy? One of the, I, I tell people to do three things even before they quit their day job if they can. Okay. Let me hear it. Create a menu of products. Love it. D decide what you're going to sell and how much you're going to sell them for. And then create a list of potential clients for those products. 
and that could be start a CRM and start collecting email addresses, whatever. And then the third is actually skin your website, like create a website to sell those products. At that point, your boss might be starting to get a little worried about what you're doing. So you might have to jump ship soon. But I think you can get most of that done before you leave. Do you agree? I absolutely agree. But here's one thing I want to talk to you about. Yes. A lot of my students get stuck with, but I don't know what offers to create. I don't know what I should be selling. I'm not really sure what direction to go. And then they just stop. Right. So when you have someone say like, I have a lot of skills, a lot of different talents. How do I just choose one? What do you typically say? This is a question I get asked a lot. I say fail 10 times. <laughs> okay. I mean, literally, like you, like your first goal is to fail 10 times. That is soft launch 10 consecutive products that don't work. Because here's the truth. Okay. Love this. The fourth one is going to work. <laughs> You'll yes. never get to 10. You'll never get to 10. Yeah. It'll never happen. I royally failed my first time out. I mean, what did you do? What did you do? What was the failure? I'm I curious. A Amy Porterfield's only failure, by the way, was what? Oh, yeah, I went. <laughs> I created a product where I was teaching people how to launch a book using social media. I had never launched a book. It would be 14 <laughs> years till I launched a book. And I just felt like I needed to niche myself and be but known. But my guess is you did, you got offered really great advice and the, the course probably did pretty well, even though you, because you know how to launch stuff. Okay, but you have to remember this is 14 years ago. I didn't know how to launch anything. Yeah. So I made $267. The product was $297. But when you take out expenses, I made $267. And then I cried for a week. But if someone were to tell me, and I'm serious about this, you got to fail a few times, I would have just shook it off. But yeah. I made it mean that I wasn't meant to do this. So yeah. I understand when people, you're making it mean something bigger than it needs to be. There you go. And, and failure is part of everything. So Caleb, Plan on failing, plan on failing. And there's so many other little bits of advice, you know, like make sure your product is super profitable so that you don't have to sell very many in order to, to kind of stay alive, those sorts of things. Anyway, but if you plan on failing 10 times, you won't. The fourth or fifth time is going to work and then you're off to the races dealing with other yes. problems. All right. Bobby, next question. Next question is from Sophie. She's a small business owner out in Portland. Amy, you're going to love this one. How can a candle shop make money off of a digital course? Uh, we get this Ooh. question a lot because yes. you know, people are making a physical product. And so they just assume there is no digital course for them. I'm really curious as to what your, your advice would be for Sophie. Sophie. I was going to call her Candy, the candle maker. <laughs> Sophie, the candle maker okay. out of Portland, Oregon. Sophie, here's the thing. When you're thinking about creating a digital course and you already have a physical product and maybe even a physical location... There's two surefire ways you can go. There's many more than that, but two, if we narrow it down. Number one, you can teach how you do it. And right away, you're going to think, but if I teach how to make these candles, no one's going to buy them. That is such a myth. Mm. There is a group of people who want you to do it for them and have no desire for DIY. There's another group of people that likely would never buy your candles, but they'd really love to know how to do it on their own. So you need to have an abundance mindset knowing if I teach how to do this, that doesn't mean I lose all of my customers. It never happens that way. But another way you can look at this is you've built a successful candle business. So you might want to teach how you've built that business. What yeah. went into it? What are the steps that you took? There's a lucrative opportunity in teaching how you built what you've done on your own. People want to know. So right away, those are two ideas that you could run with. And there's so many more, and Don, I bet you have a few, but people get really scared of showing what they do and it 
always proves to be successful for my students. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you that it's almost like the more we give away, the better off we do in, in a weird, weird way. And we, we've kind of tested the waters on that 10 years ago and have just kept going. So I wouldn't worry about pillaging your sales yes. by teaching people how to make candles, for example. But I, I have three ideas right off the bat. One is to actually do a free course. So this is a lead generator, maybe three videos, five minutes each. That were, would be called something like Gifts That Everybody Remembers. And mm -hmm. so it's actually a course on giving gifts. And of course, there's a candle in every box, you know, whatever you need to do to make that gift memorable, a thoughtful card, that sort of thing. The next one would actually be the obvious, and that is teach people to make the candles. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get into pillaging your existing sales. But look, if you're charging $300 for that, you'd have to sell probably 10 candles at least in order to get that $300. But not only that, they're going to buy the $300 course about candle making, and they're going to end up buying three or four candles from you. Exactly. And spread the word about the fact that you learned how to make such and such candles, and then the brand awareness goes through the roof. You, you know, there's, It's just a win-win. And then the last one, and this is what's interesting to me, Amy, I wonder if you have any stories about people who have done this, how to sell candles on the side. And so oh. you make a course called How to Sell Candles on the Side, and then you license them to sell your candles to their friends. And so the okay, course is a good. yeah, the course is five hundred bucks, but then they get to buy your candles at a sixty percent discount and sell them to anybody they want. And the goal will be to try to make back your five hundred bucks or try to pay off your church mission trip or something like that. But you do a course that allows them to launch a side hustle. And of course, they can sell your candles at a discount or they can make their own candles. You know, you really don't care at that point because you're making the 500 bucks off the course. Plus, you'll sell more candles at a wholesale and it's a little bit of brand awareness there. Okay, that is a great idea. And I actually have never seen one of my students do it precisely like that. But it reminded me, I have a lot of students who are in the multi-level marketing industry and they create courses around whatever their topic is, not the product, but the topic, let's say wellness. Right. They create these courses about habits and meditation and overall wellness, and then they talk about their product. And in that product, there will absolutely be an opportunity if you want to sell this, let me show you how. And That's so, so there is smart. a little that. That is yeah. so smart. And have you, seen, have you seen people succeed with that Absolutely. strategy? Absolutely. Yes, I could think of multiple students who have done very well with this. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I love it. And, you know, the other thing is certifications, right? That's where, you know, you know, Nicole Burke at Gardenary, you and I yes, both love just here. Yes, her. at my house. That's so She's funny. Amazing. That. She's just wonderful. If you're not following Gardenary Co., I think it is on Instagram. Yep. That's a great place to get started in being introduced to Nicole. But, you know, she started giving gardening advice. And then, you know, once she started being more busy than she could actually afford to be in terms of being in two places at once, she began to certify people to go out and give gardening advice and gardening consulting. And that ended up being where I think she makes more money than anywhere else is her certification. It's a similar thing. You're sort of certifying candle makers. They can make their own candles and sell them. You teach them to do the label. You teach them to do the branding, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I would think if you're selling a homemade candle for $25, you got a good shot at making forty dollars or $50,000 at the end of the year if you actually know what you're doing. And this course would teach you how to do it. Or let's say you don't want to make your own inventory. You just decide to buy this other person's inventory. They're doing well, I think. So lots of ways for a small physical product to be dramatically enhanced in terms of your business strategy with digital courses and, and digital offers. Absolutely. 
The Gold Digger Podcast, hosted by Jenna Kutcher, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Here at Business Made Simple, we are Team Jenna all the way. We love her show, and we love how it helps you discover your dream career through productivity tips, social strategies, business hacks, inspirational stories. I mean, there's so much that show delivers each week. In a recent episode you should go check out titled, If You Want Bigger Results, You Have to Do This, Jenna gets real talking about how when you're aiming for a goal, you're only going to hit it if you have an informed plan. She also talks about how to get that plan from consistently looking at what is and isn't working. Then on top of all that, she breaks down what she measures when creating a plan, why she measures it, and then how you can immediately start doing the same thing and measuring your results. Go listen to Gold Digger wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. All right, Bobby, what's next? We solved Sophie's problem in uh, in Portland. I think we just tripled her business. All right. Okay. Who's next? Well, let's see if we can triple Eliana's business. She's a business coach in New York. She says, I'm pivoting to be a business coach. What tips do you have for somebody like me who is changing lanes in their career? Okay. So first of all, you just wrote a book on this, Don. You got to leave. <laughs> Come on. Well, sort of. I mean, it's not necessarily about changing careers. It's about making money as a coach or a consultant. But I am curious because you deal with so many clients who are doing something different or new. Yeah. And apart from the digital course and the lead generators and collecting emails, which is all very important, I talked to a guy two days ago, had breakfast with a guy. He has a construction company. It's extremely successful. On the side, he has put a thousand hours into helping people tell their story in the form of presentations. Oh, wow. And he actually runs a TEDx branch. So so these people are out there. Yes. And their identity, of course, is trapped inside of construction. When I'm meeting with them, I'm going, you're much more of a storyteller than a construction guy. To me, it's the opposite. Your identity is all story, and yet you're making ends meet over here. You know, and, and I gave him a few tips, but I'm curious, what, what would you say to somebody whose their identity is probably still in the old and their, yeah. their public perception is definitely still in the old? How do you break out of that? So it's 100% mindset shifts that you need to make. And so the first thing is you got to get clear on why you want to make this shift. When I wrote my book, Two Weeks Notice, there's a whole chapter on getting clear on your why. What do you want and why do you want it? Because what's going to happen is, your old world will pull you back so easily. When I worked at mm -hmm. Tony Robbins, it was crazy that when I left that corporate job and started my own business, how many opportunities back at Robbins came into my world? Do you want to do this event? Do you want to try this? And it was very sexy because I knew it well. Yeah. So you have to get clear on what you want and why you want it, a different life, a different avenue. But number two, you have to get open to being very uncomfortable. Because what happens is when you get into this new identity, it is all foreign to you. You can't navigate it as flawlessly as you do the other one, and you're not really sure which way to turn. So if you commit to being uncomfortable, it's like the secret to my success. The more uncomfortable I get, the more successful I can get. You've got to step into that. I know these are more mindset shifts than strategy, but it really does start with that. No, it's true. And really successful people understand that, especially the part about getting uncomfortable. I was just with a, a new friend, Latham Sadler. He was head of SEAL Team 6. Oh, wow. And we were doing some business coaching with an entrepreneur, a woman who runs a big growing pool company out of Florida. And she had just tracked as the new CEO of this company, the best quarter ever in terms of pool sales. And both Latham and I kind of looked at her because she was really excited. 
and just, man, super, super excited for you. And then I probably shouldn't have said this, but I said, a win is the hardest thing to recover from. Uh, <laughs> and then Latham real. immediately said, comfort kills. And she just, luckily, she looked at us like, I know, help me through this, help my team through this, right? Because there's something about pain and discomfort that actually, what a lot of people don't understand is it's an investment in a guaranteed return. And if you are comfortable, you are not investing in anything in that moment. And it's good for a little bit of rest, but we got to go right back into the discomfort. I agree with you. Jump into the deep end, be uncomfortable, but also know it's part of the process. This is the investment that you make in order to get a return, which is a new identity, a new way that people are looking at you. I, I love the mindset shift. I would add one thing, and you are a big proponent of this, that is get your name on something that represents the new identity. And what I mean by Ooh, that is yeah. a PDF, a checklist of whatever it is, and have your name on that thing because people will start reading that. Then this is where the mind shift actually happens. It's externally when other people come to you and say, hey, I read through your checklist that helped me accomplish X. I have a question about such and such. And at first you're going to go, well, I wrote that, but that's not really me. And then the 14th time that happens, your identity has finally caught up with your actions. That identity always lags behind action. I remember sitting at a book table in a book store doing a book signing and somebody saying to me, what's it like being an author? And I literally looked up and then said, I'm not an author. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I'm, autographing, I'm autographing a book in a bookstore that has my name on it. And it took uh, another year for people to keep asking me that to go, to go, oh, it's really great. You know, you wake up, you have some coffee and you're right, hey, you know, to answer that question. And so I think that's one thing that studies have shown that the people who can pivot their identity the fastest go the furthest in life. Who can sort of own that? Well, I get this is who I am. If they can own it quickly, they can actually keep going where the rest of us might get stuck behind an old identity that we don't want to be true anymore. I've never heard it said so beautifully, and I want to really punctuate the point identity lags behind action. Always. I, that is profound to me. And I'm always telling my students just get into motion, just yep. get going, just do something. But it's they're stuck because they don't identify as that entrepreneur yet. But that is exactly what it is. You got to do the motions. My friend, Jamie Kern Lima, who I think you know yes. as well, Love Jamie. she always says, you got to do the reps. The reason yeah. why these people are so successful, they've done the reps over and over again. And it's kind of like that. I love, I'm curious, we're going to go on a little tangent here, Amy. I love the idea of every human being having three careers. Ooh, I love like it. In your you lifetime? Get, in your lifetime. Okay. So, like, I was a memoirist and now I'm a business coach, still writer, but completely different kinds of books. And I'd love to maybe go into politics as a third career, starting to think about what I would do in that in, to help the country. I mean, you have two careers now. I know. And I, it's funny you should bring this up. I feel like a God calling lately. There's a little voice in my head that's going to run for governor. There's never in a million years, <laughs> never in a million years, shut your mouth. But there's something bigger. I just know it. I could feel it. I have a, a one final chapter in me in terms of careers. I love that language, one final chapter. You know, yeah. it, the human brain responds to three-act plays. Oh, okay. It does. If you, if you go to a movie, there's normally three acts. And it's three different stories being told inside of with one hero. 
And I, I don't know that the brain responds to that other than the fact that it might be kind of a natural order. Absolutely. I, I, I believe that. So if that's the case, then I'm on track. Okay. I love it. Um, Bobby, I don't remember the question, but I'm sure we answered it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then some. That was great. That was great. Well, and like a three-act play, that was three questions and we're at our time. Oh, wow, can we do a so bonus? Fast. Can we do a bonus? We've got Amy. I'll give you a bonus. I think you guys are both going to love this one. Okay. Okay. So we've got Liam, who is a health and wellness coach and a yoga teacher out in Miami. And Liam is asking, have you ever coached an extreme introvert to create an online course or platform? What advice can you give me? This is a good one. I absolutely have. I, most people don't know this, but I am very much an introvert. Mm. And so I tend to attract introverts into my world. So we talk about this a lot. And the first thing is we got to come back to what we said. You still have to get uncomfortable. And for an introvert, getting uncomfortable is going live on video, is showing up on webinars, is getting up on stage. All things that make me very nervous 14 years in, but I know it's absolutely necessary for the growth of my business. However, here's what I'm going to say. I want you to create a business on your terms. So when you see what everybody else is doing online and you think, I have to do Instagram lives every day or I have to do silly skits on Facebook or whatever, don't do anything that doesn't feel exciting to you because that's where burnout happens so very quickly. So you gotta start thinking, what could I do online that I'll be able to shine, I'll be able to show up and I'll get uncomfortable, but I'm not going to do things that make me feel like I hate this. A lot of people build businesses they hate because they're trying to do what everyone else is doing. So get uncomfortable, but also on your terms. And so real quick, what that might look like is when I first started doing webinars, I only did slides and audio. You didn't see my face. It was many years ago when most people, you didn't see their face, so I got lucky, but I didn't show up on video. But after I did maybe three or four months, then I said, okay, in the welcome video, I'm gonna show up on video. I'm just gonna show my face in the beginning, then I'm gonna go to my slides and audio. And then I started showing up in the Q&A. I'm all about baby steps to push myself out of my comfort zone, but don't think you need to take it on all at once. What would you say, Don? I, I, well, first of all, I would just repeat everything that you just said. Because <laughs> baby steps is everything. I, I will say this. I think that's exactly what you should do. And I will add, here are a couple of benefits, I think, of creating digital courses in an online platform as an introvert. First of all, Malcolm Gladwell is probably an introvert. Daniel Pink is an introvert. Believe it or not, I am way more introverted than extroverted. And here's where introverts have an advantage, I think. They are prepared. They will actually spend a couple days preparing for a 30-second Instagram video. And they are prepared. And so you have this advantage of your response to whatever it is that you're talking about, your monologue, if that's what it's going to be, is going to be very thoughtful. And you actually want to live into that. So somebody like Gary Vee, who could be wildly entertaining, great content, great extrovert, he's going to shoot 30 videos. You're going to shoot one that may be more thoughtful than anything he's done. And, the, and I see both of those as an advantage, right? One is kind of a machine gun. The other one is a bow and arrow. But I see that as an advantage and live into that advantage. The other thing is, I, I think if you have this mentality that everything you put out is kind of like a message in a bottle, that you are sending out this message to find out if anybody out there is like you or feels the same way that you do, I remember when I first wrote a book called Blue Like Jazz, I had come out of a very, very conservative Christian environment in Texas, went to the most godless campus in the country at Reed College, and I wrote a book about 
how they make more sense than, than, my, than where I came from makes sense. And they may actually care about truth more than we do, thinking nobody, nobody will identify with this. And I mean, I sat around in my underwear and wrote that book <laughs> and threw it out in the world with nothing to lose. And one point, what, two, four million people bottles say. on my shore come up later. It's like, turns out you're not alone. And I think introverts, I think that's that's what introverts want to know. They don't necessarily want to get together with all those people, but they do want to wake up in the morning and see all these bottles on their shore. And if you see your communication as this, hey, from inside of my belly button, here's what's going on. Anybody else out there got a belly button? I think uh, I think you're going to be pretty happy. I love that. So true. All right, Bobby. I think we did great. We got through four questions. Oh, yeah, we got through four. And that was that was fantastic. Amy Porterfield, it's wonderful to talk to you. You always give such sound advice. People can go to amyporterfield.com slash list building. Uh, that's probably the best resource on the internet, period, to begin taking baby steps into digital marketing. Highly recommend you do that, amyporterfield.com slash list building. Amy, will you come back again? Anytime you invite me. I, I'm your biggest fan, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, and it's always so much fun. Likewise. All right. Uh, hope you have a great Christmas season, Amy, and we'll, t- we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. I think Amy and I could actually have a podcast of our own. I'm not sure what we would call it, but I, I could literally talk to her all the time. She, her energy is just fantastic. Make sure to go to amyporterfield.com slash list building and get on her list and start following her. I also want to tell you about our upcoming Coach Builder Summit. It's on February 1st, but you want to get signed up right away. It's the ultimate live stream for coaches, consultants, financial advisors, physical trainers, therapists, counselors. I would consider a coach anybody who sells their wisdom, anybody who sells their knowledge and their, you know, their coaching, their ability to help you transform into somebody else based on the knowledge that they have. To me, that's a coach. If any part of you thinks that you could pivot your career into a coaching career, you've got to attend the summit. That's all we're going to talk about all day long. Go to coachbuilder.com slash coach summit, coachbuilder.com slash coach summit. Again, if you've ever thought about building a coaching business as a side hustle that hopefully will take over your life, go to coachbuilder.com slash coach summit and sign up today. All right. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. Today's plan of action is really simple. I want you, regardless of whether you intend to follow through, I want you to come up with the name of a digital course that you could create the name of a digital course that you could create, then really quick on a napkin, give me an outline. What are the topics that you will cover in that course? And then the third thing is give me a price that you will charge for that course. And that's it. I want you to stop. Give me the name, an outline, and a price. Now, here's why I want you to do that. Because that is what's called a seed. (laughs) And you put the seed in the ground, you cover it with a little soil, and you mention it at dinner and somebody waters the soil and then you you talk about it with a friend at work, how you're thinking about doing this, and they get kind of excited for you. And pretty soon you see this little shoot come up. And this little shoot is called, you bought a webcam on Amazon. <laughs> and now you're learning to use QuickTime. And then you actually filmed your first video. And then you bought a green screen. And suddenly you're making fifty dollars and $60,000 a year because you actually shot a course and you put it online, and all of a sudden, you've taken the first step in becoming a thought leader and a coach. I mean, it happened for me, folks, and I love, I love the life that I get to live because I took those steps. But it all starts with, what would you name your course? Give me an outline. What would you talk about inside the course? 
And then what would you charge for it? That's the seed. If you do that, you've taken steps toward a completely new career and a completely new life. All right. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we are absolutely obsessed with helping you grow your small business. See you again next week. Want to have Don coach through your question like the ones featured in today's episode? Just go to businessmadesimple.com slash podcast. Let us know what's keeping you up at night when it comes to running your business and submit your question at businessmadesimple.com slash podcast.